Life's a Mitch. All right, g'day guys. Welcome back to episode 45 of Life's a Mitch podcast. So today we're keeping a local theme. So the last few guests have been from this great area we call Newcastle. And uh, my next guest uh, runs an online radio station called Mood Food Radio. And uh, she's been kind enough to, along with the team, have been kind enough to have been playing the, your boy Mitchie on their, on their airwaves every every second day. So every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1pm, your boy's coming through the speakers and uh, just wanted to touch base with uh, the person who runs everything. And uh, so a little bit, little bit about them. So she's Superwoman. She's uh, survived breast cancer twice. She's a radio announcer, a broadcaster, a trauma and pain specialist. She's an expert in injury, man- injury management psychology. She's, uh, she's an amazing woman. And uh, without further ado, I would just like to introduce Martini. How you doing? Oh, fabulous. I don't know who you were talking about. I'll have to bring in all those people who you were just talking about. But uh, look, fabulous uh, to be chatting with you. Yes, we have been um, putting the Mitch on the airways <laughs> on the food radio. Uh, but I, I am, I'm just one, one um, person here at Mood Food uh, Radio, so I can't take all of the credit for all of that. And I just, but, met, uh, just met Sally, yeah. so thank you, Sally, once again. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, so Mustang Sally is our gal. Uh, she's the one that keeps uh, the, the wheels on the wagon. Uh, sometimes we fall off it, but uh, she, she manages to throw us back on again. So she's fabulous. Uh, and, and it's really good when you do have a, a, a good team environment. Well, yeah, I mean, and talking about like teamwork, I think we just did an interview live on Facebook and you asked me like what, what's important, you know, and like I think, one answer that didn't come to mind that I thought of now is that collaboration is key. Networking is important. And I think that when you're able to do uh, collaborations like this, it allows people to develop friendships and, and bonds and stuff like that. So I'm sincerely grateful for the time you've allowed me to spend on your, on your broadcasting airwaves so far. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to ask you, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Like, um, uh, what got you into broadcasting and uh, you know how did how did this whole journey start for you oh well, yeah how did I get into broadcasting it's often a, a question because I lead uh, not just a double life but probably a triple life um, in that uh, um, a, a lot of people um, who uh, know me just as um, mum um, I've got five kids and um, they're um, internally embarrassed about whatever I do and how I do it. So uh, to them, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a broadcaster, I'm just this embarrassing taxi driver. So that's uh, one aspect to me. My other double life is that I I am an injury management psychologist. So that's what I have been doing now for 25 years Um, and I I haven't uh, varied much off the course of that for a long time. But how did I get into broadcasting? Um, well, probably uh, like yourself, um, I, I have always been uh, the person who told stories, who asked questions. Um, I was the one that was um, always doing the readings at my Catholic school for mass. Um, I was always quite a good public speaker. Um, But I started sort of dabbling in the media. Um, I I did a bit of modelling when I was a teenager. 
But I started dabbling in the media um, whilst I was at university and I um, started writing a column for the Canberra Times. I um, grew up and did my schooling in Canberra. And, um, and it was a kind of a Dr. Phil piece before Dr. Phil was Dr. Phil. And, uh, and I started, you know, sort of dabbling in that. Um, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me, Mitch, was that I got breast cancer and I got breast cancer at, at 24. And that oh. then um, catapulted me into uh, two areas uh, that involved media. And one was advocacy of um, especially young women um, diagnosed. And I'm talking, this is back in the late 90s, early 2000s, yep. um, 20 years ago. Um, but also I was a co-founder um, in Canberra and Newcastle of Dragons Abreast, which is a sport that uh, women with breast cancer do because it helps with the uh, physical um, um, uh, rehabilitation after surgery and especially lymph node removal. And so I became uh, quite active in that. But I actually started sports commentary um, so at the same time I was doing uh, sort of sports commentary I was also and this was very new for women to to do uh, get into sports commentary it's very male dominated um, and plus I was doing a lot of advocacy work for um, uh, breast cancer awareness so that sort of catapulted me in there and because um, I am interested in in mental health in pain management and so forth uh, getting into um, broadcasting was sort of a, just an extension for me to try and engage community, network um, community, because there was a, a large group when I was in FM radio, a large group that was sitting at home um, and, and didn't know what services were out there, didn't know what help that they could get. All they were doing were listening to me every morning. Um, so the least I could do was getting interesting people to try and network them um, and, and do that. So that's kind of how I fell into broadcasting. I also had a sports show uh, on FM 97.3 um, where, um, you know, I, I was obviously a woman um, doing a sports show because I do love my sports and, uh, and I still uh, do the sports commentary as well. So um, I've dabbled in lots of things. Seems like it. So, okay, let's 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 break this down. So, first things first. I am, I'm sure I could speak for a lot of people when they say we commend you for your bravery to survive breast cancer not once but twice, and then not only to do that, but to selflessly put yourself out there to network people that feel isolated. That gives you the highest respect I can give you. Like I, I just I hear stories well, I like that, and I just go, you know what? This is the reason I do this. Um, yeah. I appreciate that, but with the whole breast cancer thing, I didn't have a choice, mate. Yeah, okay. It just it logged on me, and and you have to you have to go through all, all the stuff. But um, with the with wanting to connect people, and this is how Mood Food Radio came about, was because um, I uh, I felt that um, we were being bombarded with. Um, media um there was two aspects to it that media that was just crap that is just so um empty 
um, and exhausting and fatiguing for people on commercial stations. And I'm not, not just talking about radio, I'm talking about um, all media. Yep. Um, that there was just, it's just soulless. Um, the, and, and the other one was um, I, I then peddled off into my um, area of, of wanting to provide people with um, things that were just not entertaining but informative and educational as well. And a lot of people throughout uh, my uh, career as a psychologist or perhaps um, as a broadcaster or just as a, a person would say to me, hey, what should I listen to? What uh, is a good podcast out there? Because podcasts are all just the rage at the moment and they're so accessible. Um, so I thought that I would curate some fabulous podcasts, put them all in one spot so people can just press go, uh, whether they're in the car, they're exercising, um, they've got it in the background at home, people are now home from uh, um, with lockdown um, and it's easy, it's accessible um, and, it's, and it's feeding people with positive stuff that isn't pox, positive, uh, sorry, toxic psychology, toxic po positivity, which uh, I detest. Can you... What is defined as toxic positivity? Well, it's that kind of um, thing where, you know, look, uh, if you're feeling depressed and you haven't gotten out of bed for a week, just have a shower and it will cheer you up. Okay. That kind of <laughs> toxic positivity when for uh, people who don't suffer depression, that might be um, quite a useful strategy in self-care. For people who are struggling with a mental illness, um, that is quite patronising, if not dehumanising, yeah. to tell them all they need to do is go and have a shower um, and shake it off. Um, and, you know, that mental health and mental illness is a lot deeper than, than that. Um, and, and that can be really detrimental to people's, um, recovery or wanting to, um, you know, deal with the issues that there are um, when you just tell them just to, you know, go and eat, um, you know, ha have a salad roll instead of um, your comfort food. Yeah. Um, and, and it just feeds into, you know, you're not in control, you are useless, there is no point. Um, and, and, and that I feel as a professional is, is, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's beyond counterproductive. It's almost. Um, it's condescending think, really, isn't it? Like it's. It, it is, but it's actually detrimental to people's mental health. Yeah, fair enough. I um, and it's, it, scary. it's scary that people are out there promoting it. And for this, and like, it's nice to hear the, uh, the advice of a, of a certified professional medical professional in this, because I, I'm an advocate for mental health as well. Like I full disclaimer. For years and years on and off, I've had bouts of anxiety and through professional help, I've spoken to counsellors and I practice, you know, mindfulness and stuff, which works for me. Everyone's different. Everyone has a, has an outlet. And uh, me, for me, this is my therapy as well. I think that yeah. everyone that gets, I call it on autopilot. So people that work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, weep, repeat, like that's just what mm -hmm. I call it. And I find that if you can find a way to break that cycle and do something that you love, like I've been looking forward to doing this interview a week because I just did, because I do uh, day and night shift, 12 hour shifts. So wow. like, you know, you have, I'm in the mind. So you have uh, 
time to articulate and think like you, you, you can't mm. stop thoughts rolling into your head, but it's how you practice, you know, what, you know, it's how, it's how, it's how you navigate your way through said thoughts. So I'm lucky. I've been trained how to challenge my thoughts. What's fact, what's fiction, the old brain versus the new brain, etc. You know all about it. But to anyone out there, it's like my psychologist told me that like training your brain is a lot like going to the gym. You can yep. strengthen it, can, you know, you can strengthen and like you can eventually go, hang on, well, I'm feeling guilty but what evidence is there to back it up? That's just one example of many. And I wanted to uh, to ask you and also congratulate you. You were the Hunter Woman of the Year in 2019 and you were nominated for the Citizen of the Year 2019. So congratulations. And uh, from anyone who, is, who isn't around this Newcastle area, so there's a population of the Hunter Valley, which is probably close to half a million at this point. So to achieve that must have been the highest honour. I just wanted to ask you about that process. Uh, yeah. how, does, how did that all come about and uh, uh tell yeah. us about that, well, and, and, and to be honest um when when you know i say that that was awarded to me that that was awarded to me on behalf of everyone in newcastle who yep. are doing great stuff because um how that came about i had a show called lake mac life with martine on fm 97.3 and um and it was a community related show for central coast slate macquarie and um newcastle and the hunter valley of course and uh we interviewed sort of uh nine people a day um doing amazing things um you know off the top of my head there was south lakes um uh who uh feed uh you know hundreds of people a week um which is just incredible and connecting people to that service um whether they're um needing help whether they're volunteers uh what skills they have um you know these this was all very important to me we had a a very large in in fm um that there is a very large um older audience and i was really concerned um, hearing uh, and talking to people about how people had retired um, and had come up to Newcastle, Central Coast, Hunter Valley, Lake Macquarie, beautiful places to retire um, and, and really were dying. They, they were literally, um, you know, had, had got their, their cute house by the lake and had nothing to do. So trying to connect them up with local services, um, but also to volunteer as well, because everyone has an amazing array of skills yeah. that they can lend out in the community and helping each other and, and networking. So basically that those uh, couple of awards were from um, um, the the uh, amazing efforts of charities and non-profit organisations and agencies doing brilliant work and, and a matter of uh, myself um, and, and my producer at the time, <laughs> of course, this doesn't, you know, it isn't all just about me, but putting people together and, um, and networking again. So, you know, I, I might have got the two little trophies, but certainly it was, um, you know, I, I, I just told them on behalf of the, the charities and organisations uh, throughout this amazing area that I call home now. Nice. I am. Um... I wanted to commend you for your selflessness. You didn't say I, me, you said we, our, like, and um, if the world had a hundred more of you, 
then I don't even think COVID would be a thing. We'd be everyone would be connected and um, you know, we'd be doing well, you so- know what though, Mitch? I reckon there is a hundred of of there's a hundred people out there um who perhaps haven't found their outlet, who they where they can do things. Um, I'm very comfortable in talking, very comfortable in front of the um, the, the uh, camera. I'm yep. very comfortable behind the mic. And but you don't have to be in the public eye to do stuff. Right. Um, there are so many jobs behind the scenes that you can do, um, and and it's a shame that that it's just people like myself who are the face that then get the awards because really we are just the messengers <laughs> you know behind us is is a um a city full of of amazing people doing incredible things and do you know what one of my favorite things to do is to scroll through facebook mindlessly and look at all of the the groups and pages that i belong to that are local, that are national as well. Yep. Um, but see people helping each other out. I mean, that that is incredible in their own ways with what they've got, their own skill set and what they feel comfortable with, with giving. And I think when you do, um, th- th- there's, I reckon the volunteers of these, you know, working in these agencies get more out of it than the actual customers or clientele or whatever you, recipients, whatever you want to call them, the consumer. Um, you know, I, I reckon that they are getting uh, more out of it. I want to, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, 110% to all the volunteers out there, no matter what you're doing, whether it's SES, radio work, um, mm. you know, just doing whatever it is. Thank you very much. I want to give a yeah. shout out to uh, a station that I volunteer at, uh, 2CHRFM in Cessna. Um yeah. I do a show every second Thursday morning. I offside with a lady named Sammy. We, because my shifts alternate, and they are um, fighting the battle to stay afloat because it's literally run by volunteers, by the community, for the community. Yes, they have some advertisements, but they need to keep the lights on somehow. And yes. um, the guy who trained me is um, in his seventies, and him and his wife mm-hmm. still look after it. Um, you know, the, most of the presenters are of retirement age and that's what the demographic is, you know? Um, so we mm. play an eclectic range of things and, uh, that's one example. I, I know people in the SES, I know people who RFS and that's just some examples of volunteering out there. So, you know, and the best thing about it is that if you go and join somewhere like the SES state emergency service, for those of you who are unfamiliar, it's a, it's a volunteer based emergency rescue, uh, part of the uh, department and they do th- they specialize in things like sea rescue um search and rescue for vol- um missing persons uh, deal with flooding etc and you can go learn a whole range of skills like you could learn how to like for example waterproof a house in a storm you yeah. could get your ticket to go scuba diving and rescue your boat license mm-hmm. etc so you know there are perks there are pro- plenty of pros to go out volunteering so to anyone out there who's thinking i've got x bit extra time and i, I wouldn't mind doing something new you know, try, try something new. Like you, it's a, a, a bit of your time a week and I feel fulfilled by doing it. And, uh, and you know, if you want to go out and learn some skills and do obviously mm-hmm. during COVID, it's, it might be a bit tougher, but there are still mobs out there that could use your help. And, oh, um, absolutely. yeah. And in a way you can impact the world. I mean, I practice um, the philosophy, a good deed each day. And mm-hmm. I, Cause I, you know, personally, I believe in karma and I think that um, a small, 
smile if you like if i can make someone giggle at a terrible joke or a pun i come out with like mm. uh, before you st- you spoke about strapping a gopro to my head and i'm a strapping young lad but i'm tish yes i'm ridiculous i'm sorry um but i think that if you're able to sincerely make someone smile that that's like a drug it's like a dopamine hit you feel good for doing it and the more mm. you it just becomes this snowballing effect and you might agree mm. with me here like you know you would have i'm sure you would have shared the story of many people in your time and um, my next question is, do you, can you recall a time in your broadcasting history or your time as a psychologist of someone's life you've been able to, to impact positively and how did that then make you feel? Wow. Um, I'm Mitch Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, well, see, I mean, th- th- that's an easy job when you're a psychologist uh, to do, to impact people in a positive way. Uh, on, on a daily basis because people are coming to you desperate for help um, and some people just want to be listened to. They just want someone to hear their story and to hear that they um, are not mad or crazy um, and, and they are just relieved that someone um, is going to, you know, sit with them and, and, and ride it out. Um, so I, I think that that question as a um, psychologist is, is, is a bit skewed. But um, personally, um, I, I can tell you recently with my last breast cancer um, um, diagnosis. So I was first diagnosed when I was 24 and then 20 years later when I started the party uh, that I was 20 years clear, I went to my annual uh, mammogram and ultrasound and they found, um, and I go every year um, because of my history, and they found three new different cancers oh, in the other boob i'm very yeah. sorry to hear that sincerely that's well you, you know you've got to be careful of of things closest to you because they can try and kill you these have been my best asset for most of my life mitch and they turned on me i couldn't believe it <laughs> the damn things but- <laughs> bloody, yeah, bloody things. You know, I've been I've been perking them up all these years. They've done me so well over the years. Uh, they fed my kids. Um, that they they've brought smiles to many people, uh, mainly my husband's. But um, <laughs> that's uh, fantastic. <laughs> turned on me, Mitch. They turned on me. And sorry to, um, sorry to and- laugh. I just sorry. I thought that was. You caught me off but guard there. But that's what I wanted. But that's what I wanted to do, Mitch, was to bring, um, because I am um, a public speaker, because I, 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 I am okay in front of the camera, um, my producer, Mustang Sally, uh, decided that she would get behind the camera. Um, and you can see in, 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 in um, uh, the Facebook or Instagram um, in my stories there of, of where she actually followed me around with the camera and um, took photos of me, you know, having um, various procedures leading up to um, the initial mastectomy. So I wanted to share that to one um, as a scare tactic to women and say, get your bloody boobs checked because um, last, you know, I was 44. Um, last year it was all fine. 
Um, and uh, this now I've got three different cancers in my breast. And if I hadn't have had that that ultrasound, then um, um, I, I could be dead now. Um, and then my other thought was one in eight women have uh, are going to be diagnosed with cancer. I'm going to show them what radiation treatment is like, um, what the mastectomy leading up to that, what the procedures are like. Um, and then since then, um, some of the complications that I've had from the treatments um, and be open and honest. That, I mean, it's my story, but and everyone is different, um, but to explain to people the impacts it has on your life. So one, get your boobs checked, get this sorted out early. But if it does happen to you or a loved one um, or a co-worker, your neighbour, it's going to happen to one in eight uh, women that you know. Um, at least be prepared for, um, you know, the treatment options that you're going to go through because I didn't go through all treatment options either um, and uh, was quite open uh, about that. But I'm also very interested in um, body image and um, um, a, from a mental health perspective but also a personal perspective as well. Yep. Um, and, and I want to break down some of those um, issues that women and girls of all ages um, and men as well um, do come across and try and normalise some of this stuff. And I think when you do have a bit of a public profile, it's it, you have a responsibility. It's a bit like that Spider-Man. What, when, yeah, when that's just coming to my head. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Uncle Ben. I, I think, <laughs> I think I think you've got a responsibility uh, to, uh, you know, I've got a big mouth. I really should be putting it um, out there so it can benefit other people. I agree with you 110%, you know, and thanks. And sometimes people get scared, you know, sometimes they need a, a beacon or someone to lead them in, in such time. So thanks for, for being selfless and showing women the way. And one in eight is a pretty scary statistic. And I agree yeah. with you, you know, and, Okay, I, I know we're on limited time, so what I might do is quickly change it up. Every section, every podcast has two sections, good storytelling. In this part, we have a good whinge wine sook. Just wondering if you'd like to join me for a very quick bitchy with Mitchie. I'm happy to bitchy with, with Mitchie. Bring so it is, on. Is there, anything on. is there anything on your mind that uh, frustrates you or uh, just a, it could be a pet peeve or it could be a first world problem? What's something that, uh, that uh, pisses you off? Uh where do you want to start my pet peeve where do you want to what is i've got a bloody list a to z let's go what can you scream out in about six minutes well i was just, I, i've just gotten off a ban off facebook um oh, really? where yeah i'm often I, I i often if you don't i i try and put i try and connect with people every day on facebook um and, uh, yeah, so I've been off for the last few days because I was on a ban um, and I was on a ban because I invested um, too much time, effort and probably too many expletives um, in a punch-up with uh, a woman or it doesn't matter that she was a woman, but uh, a, a Facebook profile on the Washington Post about Australians um, having a problem with mice. And she uh, said, well, where are all their cats? Perhaps they shouldn't have eaten them. Wow. And 
I then um, unfortunately got embroiled, embroiled uh, with, with this particular lady about uh, the fact that it, it, it's, it's apparently common uh, knowledge over in America that uh, we eat feral cats. Uh, we've got recipe books, the whole bit. So I, I invested too much time, too many expletives and got a ban from Facebook. But, look, that, that's, that's just one of, my, um, one of my first world issues uh, that that I can you know bitch with Mitch about. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's a great slogan. One of my proudest achievements. <laughs> bitch with Mitch. That's it. That's it. I mean, uh, on a on a um, a personal note that I deal with every day, and I, and I think that uh, a lot of people don't realise um, that when you're diagnosed with, with any cancer, you have a surgery that removes it. Maybe you have radiation, radiation treatment, maybe you have chemo treatment and you come out the other end and you have a NED, no evidence of disease um, and, and people have parties and it's wonderful. And a lot of people say, isn't it fabulous that you don't have cancer anymore? What, that's that's one of my pet peeves in life, not just for me, but for a, a lot of people because um, for people who have had cancer, it goes on every bloody day. Um, the medications, you t- I mean, just for instance, you know, if you want me to bitch, the, medic- the hormone medications I was on, I lost my teeth. My teeth fell out. I couldn't get out of bed. I, you know, last year I swam um, Newcastle Harbour. Um, yeah. In a couple of months after that, I couldn't get out of bed because of my knees um, were just seized up. I mean, people don't understand, you know, and I'm supposed to be on these on this medication for 10 years. Um, and and people don't, I, I guess if you want me to bitch with Mitch, people don't appreciate the the struggle uh, of oh, having yeah. to go and, and get um um you know treatment all the time. You know, I don't um for instance, I can't absorb iron, so I've got to have iron infusions regularly. Um, and uh, two weeks ago, at my iron infusion, my vein burst, oh, and um, and now I've got you know uh, my my bikini figure. Um, you know, my bikini modelling career is is just slowly zipping out the window with this whole breast cancer debacle, to be honest, um, because now I've got this great big, see that see that mark on my arm? Yeah. That's a permanent stain, yeah, you know, that. that I've got from, from the iron. Inf- I mean, it's just, it just goes on and on. Look, I could, you know, you're talking about toilet stories. You're talking to someone who has some pretty major gastrointestinal problems. I had my stomach removed yeah. two months ago. I have, a, um, I have an inflammatory bowel disease. I've got Crohn's disease. So I know I can relate to it. I can relate somewhat to some stomach issues, but the um, stories, the shitty stories. Mitch. Oh, there's many, many times I shit my pants. Way too many to tell. Um, there, there you go. There you go. A man after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know you've got to go. So thanks for your time. I, I will continue on with my bitchy. And then what I will do, I will plug, I'll get all your link details off you later on and I'll post them in the bio on these. So Mood Food Radio, plus your socials, plus wherever else. Um, I know you've got to shoot off. So thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. And, I appreciate um, you having me on and having a good bitch. I get, but I, I could do six sessions of bitching. Well, let's just do a bitchy with Mitchy future down there and we'll just you'll just go <laughs> like your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. But uh, yeah. sincerely to yourself and the whole team at Mood Food, thanks for this collaboration. And um, I'm going to bring this episode forward so we can put it out in the cosmos sooner rather than later. And, um, yes, and, uh, bump those people off. <laughs> <laughs> what i do but i understand you i'll um i'll make sure to talk to you soon i'll plug all your um things in the bio and um yeah i'll uh, finish off and we'll talk soon so thanks for your time thank you love to you likewise and talk soon bye bye so uh you know martine had to go because she's got a radio to run and more interviews to do so i know we're gonna run solo for the last few minutes uh my bitch for the week is uh you've heard me say it before um, people that say innocuous things and they don't know the whole story. For example, I have a gut disease, Crohn's, and uh, you know it affects you on the inside and on the outside you look fine. It's like uh, things like endometriosis. Uh, so women in my life have suffered uh, pretty severe bouts of endometriosis, and uh, you know it's they in quotes the invisible disease. And um, people make comments like, "Oh, you look fine to me. You look fit for work and stuff like that." So it's you know, very frustrating, very insensitive. I guess what I take out of our discussion today is do the research. You know, if you don't know someone's story, if you want to know more about it, most people are receptive and would accept your questions. Anyway, so uh, that brings us to the end of episode 45 of Life's and Mitch. So check out moodfoodradio.com. I'll list Martine's uh, socials as well. Check her out. She's on Facebook, uh, Insta, Twitter, and uh, they've got a website for their digital radio station as well. Um, so that was episode 45. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll make sure I'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now.